Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. C103. The Arts House. And you're welcome back to the programme. It's Elmarie Maughan, Connor Tallon with you until 10. And I don't know if you've been watching online so many of the photos that have been shared of buildings being greened all over Cork and in fact projected and writ large across the RNH Hall building. It was superb. Ersko Akela Avaranadina. I think the motto of the year and the whole motto of the St. Patrick's Festival this year is Mehel, the coming together of the community for the greater cause. So I picked a tune that I really, really love. This crowd rocked out City Hall a couple of years ago with the Cork Youth Orchestra. It's the Bana Shalin, a Honig Lakila, a Revulshid Linakila, a Kalosh Lurgan, Kupla Vlina Hin, a Shasingal Vehicle, Erska, a Kila.
escogerá, fui brota espera, escogerá, 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 escogerá. Cork Community Artlink create the most magical spectacles for people who throng the streets for festivals like the Dragon of Shandon, the Jazz Festival and, of course, St. Patrick's Day. Their giant models and creations just draw gasps of sheer delight from young and old. So it seems like this year, with no parades and no way to gather together in the art studio, they could only be there one by one, and talking about everything on Zoom, well, you'd think they just park it all, right? Not so. In fact, they've come up with a project that can happen online and which we can enjoy in person when restrictions are lifted. William Frodelifore spoke to Elmarie, who began by admitting that she doesn't in fact know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Cleona and her three birds? Mm-hmm. Elmarie hadn't. No. So she asked him all about it. A tale of cork is what you're calling it. And, you know, when I think of the gods and goddesses and saints and all that sort of thing that we associate with Cork, I didn't actually know about the goddess Cleona. So this is really a fantastic, exciting discovery for me as well, William. What have you been doing? At first, we sat all going on talk by Zoom about what we could do. And we passed a lot of time of reflection around that, um, trying to find an angle where we could propose people to participate. But they would not be able to come to the workshop. We were still wanting to have something very thin. We are makers. We work with our hands. We use technology. But the main thing, the way we work, is really to engage people through physical work. Um, A lot of our work is based on our social interaction with the communities, the different people with who we work. So we were faced with a serious obstacle there, but... One member of the staff, Nadia Rice, came with the idea of Kiana, her three birds. We were wanting to deliver something optimistic also. So when we heard about the three birds, something clicked. The character of Kiana was interesting. I think it's, everybody found something that was inspiring them inside that. Yeah, we decided so to, to create a kind of installation where we would have three big birds made out of metals, which would host sound. So we would record, we would propose to the people of Cork to record some poetry that would be redistributed live. Our idea was to install those three birds and then another big panel representing the goddess Cleona and to have that coming to life with the words of the people of Cork trying to have something positive. Can I interject there and just say, you're talking about Kleena and you're talking about the three birds as if people would understand what you mean. And what I'm saying to you, William, is that even besides seeing what you're creating, and we'll get to the message of it in a minute, there will be a lot of people listening who are going, Kleena, yeah, I know loads of people called Kleena, but a goddess Kleena, what is this about three birds? A lot of people don't actually know the story. So tell us... The story of our goddess. We were inspired by a tale, like Goddess Cleona, so is a mythical character, and she is the patron of Cork. She's a goddess of love and beauty, the queen of the fairies of the hill. She's queen of the bunches. There's quite a lot of story related to her. Um, she's associated with the Brownstone. 
she's quite well known in the folklore. Like, and visibly, plenty of people knew about her because we received quite a lot of answers relating to that. You see, and I guess if it was around the Blarney area and things like that, then obviously a lot of the children would learn about her in school and it would be pockets. But the funny thing is, you know, I am an example of somebody who has a love of folklore and a love of tales and a love of our culture and a love of the language. And I don't know anything about her. So everybody can still learn and discover something. So here she is associated with Munster, the queen of the Banshees, the queen of the fairies. She's essentially... Pure cock. <laughs> she, she is associated very, very strongly with the area. Um, and in one of the poems, for example, that we received, somebody associated her with Christy Rings, also with Michael Collins, as, no. as an inspiring source. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I suppose you have a pantheon of a lot, a lot of characters in Irish mythology. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that you don't know all of them. That's just fantastic. So her castle was down with Landor and everything. I am so looking forward to the five kilometres being lifted so I can kind of go exploring more a little bit now. And what's the story then with the three birds that are associated so with her? That's the part that we left. That's why you chose us. Yeah. Our, our project around this. Basically, the, the goddess Cleona is accompanied by three birds who are coming from the other world that she generally presides over. And those three birds have a magic power. When they sing, they heal people. Wow. People, people who hear them fall asleep and then they wake up healthy. So we saw directly a parallel with the situation we were in. We saw something inspiring that we could grab on. The idea of having the voice of the people themselves to talk about their hope, about what they were feeling. Mm. And to have that passing in our street, we felt would be that message um, that could help people heal, perhaps a bit. We can't not do anything. I think it's really important that we find ways and avenues to engage the people and to propose all the time things that can motivate them, that can help them to express themselves, to feel part of communities, of groups, of their own city, and to tell their story. I think that's one of the things that is really important with why we do our work. I mean, community art is about allowing people to tell their story. We all have different stories to tell. Um, it's being part of something. It's, it's being allowed to share experience, to be part of the making of your own culture. So we, with that project, we got really, really interesting response. We got nearly 50 poems. Um, that have been sent to us by very, very different people. We have young people who read some Spike Milligan, for example. Um, plenty of people who wrote their own poetry on this really beautiful pieces. Some are really inspiring. And the sound element of it then is you're going to blend birdsong with the voices of the people of Cork. So, yeah, there's something really special. It creates kind of a really nice atmosphere. Like for the moment, this, all of this will be online. We have so created a website and we are linked with the St. Patrick Festival website also. So you, people will be able to go to a gallery and to see the process, the making of the work, and some photographs of what has been achieved. Or they will be, so the background will be all the soundtrack. And then it will be installed as soon as we can get out. 
um, yeah. with the three birds on the giant panel. The giant panel, so is a kind of stained glass window representation of um, the goddess Fiona, accompanied by some drawings from young people from our comic uh, book classes. Um, it's a beautiful piece. So Very nice. we'll be able to see that online this week. And obviously, you know, it, it is heartbreaking that the the gathering that we have every year on the streets in the centre of the city can't happen. And we know why it can't happen. But, you know, it will be exciting later on in the summer when you'll be permitted to display this in Cork. And obviously we have to wait for such time as we're told it's safe for people to be circulating outdoors before that you'll be allowed to put that up because they won't want to be attracting people in throngs to one location, I guess. So we, we have to wait, but it is exciting that we can still see it online. It is, I think, still incredible that you've managed to do something like this in time for St. Patrick's Day. And people can check it out, of course, William, on the Cork Community Link dot com website or we will be celebrating all things in Cork on Cork St. Patrick's Festival dot IE and uh, yeah. I look forward to seeing it all there and I look forward to being allowed to go further than the 5k and travelling down to Landor and finding out more about the goddess Cleena and her three birds who can heal with their songs it sounds fantastic William thank you so much thanks a lot William Fraud de la Foy there from Cork Community Art Link. And don't forget, like I said, CorkStPatrick'sFestival.ie will bring you to a website where you'll see so many videos, guys. People have been so busy trying to create things that you can watch and be entertained by at home on the website, but also so many videos leading you through different activities that you could do as a family together at home. For example, one of the artists who's collaborating with Cork Community Art Link is Rachel Doolan, and she's a visual artist, and she is creating something or getting children to get in touch with nature by creating earth birds and that's a project all using natural materials and she wants people to take their own photographs of the birds you create we're going to create this sort of virtual flock it's difficult to describe but I tell you if you click on the videos section for the video workshops on the Cork St. Patrick's Festival .ie website it'll bring you to it there um, loads of stuff for example from the Circus Factory and from Graffiti Theatre and the Cork Puppetry Company there really is so much happening. Uh, the month of March is really busy. Now don't forget that for the month of March you can go onto the Everyman Theatre website and just for 18 euros in a one-off payment you have access to nine audio plays all about Cork. Lots of the plays are about an hour long so if you're going out for a walk you'd literally have a full play performed in your ear if you listen to it as you go along. There are one or two plays which are a bit longer so maybe you could split them over two walks or you know what it might justify lighting a candle at home and pouring yourself a nice drink to Sit back and just imagine as a story is woven all around you. Now, these plays were recorded over the course of nine weeks. Each play has a totally different tone, language, mood and story from Marion, whose love life is a disaster, to a play which imagines all the lives of Cork as viewed from the four faces of Shandon. 
to the trilogy of plays by Conal Creedon, which are fantastic, to Jim McKeown and Pat Talbot's play about Tomás McCurtain and Terence McSweeney, and that transformational year in Cork in 1920, to Irene Kelleher's acclaimed Misfit Anthology, and lots more. The plays are only available for the month of March, though, but it's a brilliant value. It works out at two euro a play, which is practically giving it away. Over 11 hours of theatre, and all the details are on the Everyman website. Griffin's Potatoes. Griffin's new chipping potatoes are specially grown to make the perfect homemade chip. Fluffy inside and crunchy outside. Now in store. Fiona Kennedy is one of Cork's best-known singer-songwriters and so many musicians were just delighted for her this week as her new single, The Place of My Resurrection, got an amazing response when it was released on Thursday. Now, before I got her to introduce the song, we were having a chat and I asked her about a special Irish music festival Fiona's been invited to sing in online in America. Before we start talking about the single, Fiona, I just want to obviously touch base on the fact that it is St. Patrick's weekend, we're calling it, I suppose, leading up to Wednesday. And Irish music is celebrated all over the world. You're actually taking part in a live virtual concert over in LA with Owen Dara, who's originally from Cork. Tell me all about it. What's happening? And can people in Cork watch yeah, it? It's um, it's called Alone Together. And it's actually being run by a company called Irish Arts and Entertainment. They're a magazine in the States promoting Irish music. And they're doing it in conjunction with Harborside Radio in County Down. So they're having a kind of a marathon of music, really. It's going to be going on. Nine hours or something. Really, yeah, it's exactly. There's a big wow. nine hour kind of music upon. Yeah, it'll be brilliant. And Billy Kennedy is also featured in it. Billy is going to be playing on it as well. And Billy right. and Owen know each other. So that's how we all got involved. And like Owen Dara is a great guy. He's multi-talented. He's kind of running it over on the American side. So we're going to be big in LA. Me and Billy are going to be huge in LA. All right, girl. <laughs> you won't be able to talk to us afterwards. So this is a big <laughs> nine-hour live music marathon daytime in the States, but it kind of kicks off at nighttime here, obviously. So they're doing a big sort of nine-hour countdown to St. Patrick's Day, just cross-Atlantic, transatlantic, celebrating Irish music. But it doesn't kick off until quite late, obviously, for us here, isn't it? Yeah, there's going to be all sorts of weird times and everything uh, Everything has to be kind of sorted now, time-wise, but it'll be fine. I mean, they've, they're very organised and they've got it all sorted, so... Um, I'm just hoping now that everything goes okay according to plan. And uh, there's, I think there's, there's somebody doing some cooking demonstration as well. There's a really big chef 
that's involved also. There's Brilliant. going to be an awful lot going on, yeah. Come here, listen to me. Will you be playing and singing live for it or will they be using the video you've recorded for your latest single and stuff? Well, they won't be using that video, but they will be using another video that I've recorded, especially for it. I had to do a kind of a live 20 minutes video of the spot and I recorded that um, with Comic O'Connor. So it was fine, like I could have done it at home, but the sound in that, I was worried that it wouldn't be good enough for this. So um, Cormac very kindly did it for me and Billy has done his one as well. So that's all going to be kind of stitched together because I think actually playing it live would have, it wouldn't have worked out. I think it was, there were too many things that could have gone wrong. Hey, so we've been there this year, haven't we? <laughs> we've all worn the t-shirt with things going pear-shaped when it's live, especially when you're trying to stream video, let's face it, and yeah. people handing over signal from one to another I think it's just been extraordinary what people have managed this year, but it's not reliable. So it's all in the bag, ready no. to go. So it's in the bag. Well yeah. done. And it's original stuff, which is great. Like they wanted our original songs. So I've done my original songs and I've also put in my version of She Moved to the Fair to have an Irish song there as well, because I recorded oh. that a few years ago and it's up on my YouTube uh, channel, actually, if anyone wants to hear it. So I did my version of that also to have a, a sort of a, a traditional Irish air in with the songs too. So it's not just Diddly I. They wanted original music written by Irish musicians, which was a really fresh take on the whole St. Patrick's Day thing. Sure, usually I'd be going to Kazakhstan or somewhere for a St. Patrick's Day. I know. I remember so, talking to you about that before. Amazing. Yeah. Now listen, what I want to get onto this morning though is the fact that number one, congratulations are in order. You went straight into the iTunes charts at number one with your brand new single, The Place of My Resurrection. And I'm dying for you to tell us about the background to this song and uh, introduce it for us. Okay, thank you so much, Elmarie. And look, huge thank you to everybody who helped to get it to number one. I mean, the support has been incredible. It was just brilliant. It's my first time ever in my whole life being number one. (laughs) I'm going to frame it like I've got a screenshot and I'm going to frame it. What a thrill. It was brilliant. So the song, you can interpret the song in many ways, really. But it's it's a Celtic, an old Celtic saying that I came across and it kind of resonated with me when I read it. And I kind of, at the moment now, I suppose I've had so many new beginnings, Elmarie. You know, I haven't made life easy for myself at all, really. So like coming back, you know, onto the music scene again, it has been like starting all over again, really, since I brought that album out in 2017. It's just been like just becoming starting all over again. Mm-hmm. And I've arrived now at a place where I'm doing all original music. It's been made possible by Cormac O'Connor, who's produced, engineered and mixed the song. And he is really helping me to, you know, record my own stuff. And it's like coming back to a place where I'm really finding my own voice, you know. The place of your resurrection is kind of where the place where you kind of finish up, the place where you, you land, like where you mm-hmm. land finally. It was associated with St. Bridget. And she sort of said, let your, let your feet follow your heart until you find the place of your resurrection, wow. which is lovely. So, um, yeah, so, you know, you can, you can interpret it in lots of ways, but people seem to like it. I've been told it's got a kind of a gospel and a country vibe which I thought was interesting because I love those two genres. And like the genre that I was put into on iTunes was easy listening. And in the end, I thought I had the hope of getting anywhere in the chart with that. But I ended up in the overall chart for general music, which blew me away altogether.
So that's even better. So I think, you know, people, it's a little bit different than all of the days. The last one, I like to try and change it up a bit and surprise people a small bit. So I'm also kind of back in my home place where I grew up in Bishopstown, spending a lot of time here. I'm here now at the moment because my mum is 94 and we're all minding her. So I'm here a lot. And it's another way that it's like, being back in the place of my resurrection again. No, you followed your feet and you ended up where you started. Yeah, exactly. You know, after all the travels and being up the country and down the country and mm. America and all the different starts that I've had and here I am back and it's a kind of a special time with my mum now at the moment. So it's a kind of a poignant song for me, really. So playing on the, on the record, guitars are by Billy Kennedy and Bill Shanley. And then everything else is played by Cormac. Cormac O'Connor has a huge influence on this on this record now, as he had on the last one as well. Big shout out to Cormac at the Maple Rooms and uh, the brilliant job he's done on this as well. I know that people have loved following your songs and watching your your videos and you have a lovely one for this as well. You're out with the dogs and, you know, you feel. (laughs) And I look like I'm chasing the dog. (laughs) That's very funny. And my husband, right, every time we look at him, he says, oh, that is a laugh. I can see, I can see it chasing that dog away so he won't put mud on your, on your dress. Like, I was out in this lovely dress and I had a coat over it. It was freezing cold. The dog was diving up on top of me. And I'm there, would you ever go away? Like, I'm making a video here. Oh, this guy. Anyway, it's still in anyway. people can see that video, of course, on your YouTube channel and follow you on Facebook and everything. But the important thing is if they actually like the track and they want to support you and keep it going, it's only like when you release singles like this, I don't know how anyone makes money, 99 cents to buy it. Do you want people to kind of focus their channels on iTunes or normally like we do so much on promotion for Bandcamp because of the the direct transfer to yeah. musicians that it does. But does it make a difference to you with a new single like this that people would buy it on one channel or another? That if you said, OK, look, this I actually helps to do iTunes this time. I think it, you're, that's a very good point now, Henry. It's at the beginning when it's just out. Buying it on iTunes is great because that'll, you know, that that'll help you to get a placing in the charts. Because that has a knock-on effect then on radio play around the country, doesn't it? You'd be hoping it would. Like Bandcamp really is is the best to actually make some money on it. Mm-hmm. And my album is up in Bandcamp, and my last single is up in Bandcamp as well. So I think sort of from next week on, Bandcamp is the best place to go. I haven't even got the song up on Bandcamp yet. I must try and do that tonight. <laughs> and I it's all about the charts, girl. And iTunes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, with the single anyway, yeah, I'd say iTunes first and then Bandcamp. Then hopefully I'll be putting an album together. Well, I will be putting an album together with everything. All of my, my collection of songs will go on the next album then, which will be an all original album, my first all original album. And uh, that's my next goal now. So with the help of God, we'll, we'll get there, you know. That's my goal at the moment now to try and keep getting good songs. If I can stay on this flow of writing, which I'm on, which is just great. Myself and Karma keep working together and just try to keep on getting a better one and a better one and a better one, keep the game rising all the time. And then at the end of it, uh, if I had, you know, enough song to put together for a lovely album, that would be, that would be just great. That would really be reaching the place of my resurrection, definitely. Wouldn't it? 
So for the next week, anyway, if people can go onto iTunes and buy it, iTunes obviously sells singles like this for just 99 cent. But then hopefully we'll be able yeah. to transverse over to, to Bandcamp afterwards. Fiona, thanks so much and the best of luck with it. The Place of My Resurrection from Fiona Kennedy. Thank you so much. Take me to the place of my resurrection. Take me to the land where I'm meant to be. Playing it safe and no regrets And I know when I can lay down my head Take me to the place of my resurrection Fluffy inside and crunchy outside. Now in store.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST.
Always loved that. It's one of my favourite pieces. A big, massive work, of course. The Brendan Void and Sean Davy and Liam O'Finn uh, playing there. And I hope you're enjoying all the beautiful, beautiful Irish music we have on the programme this morning in honour of St. Patrick's Festival. And we're urging you to go and visit CorkStPatrick'sFestival.ie for a wealth of activities, promotions, activities and videos that are all there to celebrate Cork and St. Patrick's Day. Now, what are you doing at five o'clock on Wednesday? Well, I know what I'm <laughs> It'll doing. It'll be after the dinner. What? Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your feet up by the fireside and then relax. Well, in fact, that's what's happening at five o'clock between the White Horse and Ballancolic and Collins Live presenting a bespoke fireside session for St. Patrick's Day broadcast from the White Horse and Ballancolic in association with Collins Live. And when you toast your feet, you're going to be listening to John Spillane, Cuevino, Fergal, Paddy Totty, the Cayley All-Stars, Johnny McCarthy and Ono Reivig, Conor O'Sullivan and Barry Tierney, Tommy and Blaheen Conniff, Emerald on Ivory. Oh yes, and in fact that uh, one includes one of the members David Syme. He's the Ivory part of that. And don't forget he has a beautiful concert tonight live from his home. If you'd like to be sitting at home in your house watching David playing live from his, you can go and check out Syme Piano. That's S-Y-M-E Piano.com and uh, make sure you get your ticket this afternoon for that. And the fireside session finishes off on Wednesday with Oshin Morrison and Eilish Nihuloan. So basically just go to whitehorse.ie or collins.ie and it's supported by Cork City Council. And as they say, they sent us a press release and it said, quite simply, from the heart. Love it. Absolutely love it. Second part of our series covering over two decades of documentary making by Frameworks Films in Cork, Connor continues to follow their story in the company of founders Emma Bowell and Eddie Noonan. Their story began with the lives and times of Blackpool last week, and this led to the making of a film called Sunbeam, commissioned for the Capital of Culture in 2005. So here's a taste of what life was like in Cork in those days. It was a fantastic place to work because everybody in the in the area knew everybody. The women had 90% of the factory, like, and when I worked there, in the early 50s, yeah, there was around 2,000 workers there. You can imagine the place, like. The atmosphere was terrific. There were uh, families of people lived there, worked there, virtually lived there, almost, you could say. Well, first of all, you'd never have to buy a newspaper <laughs> because, you know, when word got out, once somebody had it, the whole car had it. 
Welcome back again this week, Emma and Eddie. We began a journey last week which started in Blackpool with the lives and times of Blackpool. We're now jumping forward a little bit and in a documentary you called Sunbeam, you looked at a part of Cork that is gone now, sadly, but some voices that have come back from the past and how wonderful it was to work there, how many generations worked there. And I love that clip there where they said you, you never had to buy a newspaper, you got all the news that you needed. Your family worked there, Eddie, is that right? That's right. My my mother and father worked there. In fact, they met in the Sunbeam. Mm. And then after that, things happened. And I grew up in a big family, had four brothers and four sisters. And all of the four sisters went on to work there as well. We only lived up the hill. You could you look out the window and you see the Sunbeam from St. Brendan's Road. Well, one of my sisters, I know, Cora, she'd nearly been fired for being late every morning. <laughs> I didn't like working there. All. I was always late. And it was only down the road. And one time I got called up to the union and the girl said, Cora, come here. Sure, you could see your house from here. Come over and look out the window there. Look at your house there and you're always late. Jesus, she said, and, and there's girls from the country there and they're in at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I was hate it. I was hate going down. Emma, do you have any recollections of putting that production together? It was in the year 2004, am I right? Yeah, I'll tell you, it was actually part of a much bigger project which we were doing for Cork 2005, European Capital of Culture. You probably remember there was was a lot of activity then and we we actually managed to, to work on a project called Cork Widescreen where we, we made 12 short documentaries that were going to be shown then over the course of 2005, one a month. And Sunbeam was actually the first one to be shown in January of, of 2005. And, you know, it, it was a collaboration between ourselves and the Northside Folklore Project, who are also very interested in local history and heritage. Mm-hmm. And we had done a little piece on it before for the, the longer documentary called The Lives and Times of Blackpool. And we always mm-hmm. thought, you know, we'd love to revisit it because there were so many stories and so many people just had such fond memories of it. Obviously, at the time we made it, it had already closed down. Two years previously, there had been a very dramatic fire there that a lot of people remember. In oh, yes. two, it was in 2003. Yes. It was a huge fire, which, which I suppose ultimately, you know, spelled the end of that building. It had mm-hmm. to be knocked then after that. But we just happened to be, this is even before we knew we were going to be making the, the, the documentary Sunbeam. We were actually in Mallow doing some film workshops with a group down there. Yeah. And so we had the cameras in the back of the van. We were, we were coming back along the old Mallow Road and we could see the smoke coming from, from that direction. We were thinking, jeepers, what's this? And so we were able to then, as we approached, we saw it was pretty serious. And that's how we were actually able to get some, some amazing footage of the fire. Because, you know, it, it was just a total sort of fluke that we had the cameras. People then... We're, we're just standing and looking at the fire and it just brought back a lot of memories for people. Yeah. So we were able to do some interviews there and then with people and then we were able to incorporate a lot of that in to the final piece, you know. So, you know, it's a very special piece and I think mm. it'll it'll resonate a lot, you know, for, for so many people who work there. Certainly it's written into the DNA of Cork. I mean, a production called Sunbeam Girls ran in the Opera House for many, many weeks. It was incredibly popular. There was always an interest That's in right. their their lives and their stories, and it continues to be interesting. Incidentally, you've actually managed to start your own archive 
on YouTube with your own YouTube channel. So at the end of this discussion, people can actually go looking around what you've recorded over the years and access it for themselves. That's right. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of the work that we do, you know, many of our projects are broadcast on Cork Community Television, which is a local not-for-profit TV channel, which Mm -hmm. goes out on on Channel 803 on Virgin Media. But I suppose once they're broadcast, you know, people often say, you know, where, where, how can we get to see them? And so we had sort of resisted the whole YouTube channel idea for, for a long time. But eventually, you know, really, when we were celebrating our, our 21st anniversary there last year, we, we sort of, you know, decided, look, it'd be great for more people to be able to see these films. So we, we have started putting them up. And as the weeks go on with yourselves, we'll make sure to have all of the films that okay. we're kind of referencing or talking about up there. People can access that via our website, frameworksfilms.com. We'd be delighted for people to have a look at them. Eddie, I'll leave the last word with you. Do you have any memories of making that particular documentary, of anything that just stands out, any stories, any people that just caught your ear? Well, I, I think it's always the, the, the pranks, the jokes, the, the, the kind of... I remember my sister, I think it was Margaret, she was... When she her first day in the job, she was told to get the bucket of steam yeah. or the glass hammer and all these kind of things. So I remember the bucket of steam. <laughs> so I was called over and I was saying, you know, I was asked would I go to um, another department and get a bucket of steam. Of course, I was young and naive and I went and I asked the other crowd in the other area would they give me a bucket of steam. And of course I was hanging on and they told me wait for the buckle of steam and I think after about an hour I realised uh, there was a, a joke played on me. And you were standing for the quarter of an hour and you said, hey, get me the long stand. This is, you've already had it. <laughs> I suppose the camaraderie and the, the, the crack. I mean, they had a swimming pool there, they had a doctor, they had a dentist. I think Danny Sheehan mentioned that he said they had everything there. And for a reason, nobody needed to be out sick when they had their own doctor and, and, and you know, everything <laughs> was on site. It's extraordinary when you think about the modern international mega organisations like Google and all of those, and they're trying to give some sort of an idealised workplace, you know, covered by plants and game rooms and all that kind of stuff. Whereas in those days, people just supplied their own fun, their own stories, their own reason for going to work, albeit slightly late. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I must say, just finally, when you look back on the loss of Sunbeam, did it affect the community or has the community managed to to mend that, I suppose, wound with the loss of of the Sunbeam factory? Well, I think at the time, you know, people talk about that when it it did close down. I mean, it had a massive impact, you know. For some people, it's probably still being felt today in terms of, you know, maybe families where where people never worked again and unemployment continued, you know. So I think that that there is still an impact. And I I think that then the the, the fire in some ways kind of brought it back, a lot of that back to people again, sort of raked a lot of those those kind of memories of, of just what happened. You know, I mean, obviously... Blackpool has an awful lot going for it today. You know, it's a very vibrant community. But I I do think those kind of big places of work, as you mentioned, you know, Fords, Dunlops, all of these places. Yes, you have the Googles today, but it's a very different, it's a very different setup. It isn't that same sense of a whole lot of people from one community all working there, all streaming out, walking along up the Commons Road, you know. It is different, there's no doubt about it. But the life and times of Blackpool started the story, Sunbeam continued the story, and there's plenty more stories. You have archived them all in frameworksfilms.com if people want to start accessing them for themselves. But as the weeks go by, we'll dig into more and more stories, celebrating 21, going on 22 years. 
since he started to tell the story of Cork and its people. Emma and Eddie, again, thanks a million. Thanks, Connor. Thank you. The people came from working class areas, obviously. They were all indigenous places. They worked in Spangle Hill, as we used to call it then. Dublin Hill, Churchfield, Granabraher, uh, around St Mary's Road, Ballyfehan. They were all people that lived and worked together. They drank together, they played football together, and, and they, they were generally very interested in one another, I thought. We were friendly to one another. We all were great friends, and when we used to get paid on Friday, it was straight into town on Friday, buy a pair of tights, head off to the disco that night. They were very happy people most of the time, and you could see it as well when they left work in the evenings. They would link hands and they start singing on the way home to it, it wasn't it wasn't false either. It was a genuine joy, a joy in working in the factory. I thought we had good times there, and we had tough times there. I am really so into that series that you're doing with Emma and Eddie. It's brilliant. I'm just to hear those voices and those stories of Cork and what they've put together over 21 years now into their 22nd year. It's extraordinary. Well, they handed it to me on a place, to be honest with you. That is the result of, as I say, over two decades of work coming to revisit us. And we're very fortunate to have that material being brought to us every week. I'm so delighted to be celebrating frameworks, films and paying tribute each week to the incredible archiving of Cork's history that they've been doing. So congratulations to them. And I can't wait to hear what you're chatting about next week. Now, actually, lads, coming up this week, the Cork Arts Theatre have a little celebration of their own. Because before Christmas, we were telling you, of course, about that big fundraising campaign to save the theatre, basically by fundraising to pay the mortgage so the place wouldn't have to close. And everybody did. And they, they were so grateful. There's a beautiful new project which they're going to be releasing gradually over time. This is part of a, a bigger collection. And they're beginning with something created by actors, poets and playwrights and directors and creative people of all persuasions who've come together to create a project initially called Cat and Nine Tales. It's going to comprise images, videos, tales of past adventures, poets reading their own work, actors and all sorts of things. And it begins this week, launching on St. Patrick's Day. They're beginning with nine Cork poets reading their own works. And what they're going to do is have one poet every two days from St. Patrick's Day onwards, kicking off with Jerry Murphy. I can't wait for that. Then there'll be Graham Allen and Theo Dorgan, Mary Noonan, Cathy Darcy, Alvin Garvey, Tom McCarthy, Pat Cotter and John Fitzgerald. And that is just the first in that section of project. So check out the Cork Arts Theatre website because they will have all the details there as well. Now, I know you can listen back to the podcast page at any stage later on this afternoon. Give me a chance to put the podcast up, I suppose, maybe by dinner time. Particularly if you'd like to listen back to any of the details of events and guests we were featuring in the programme this morning, but also some longer conversations that we were having with people as well. And all the details will be on the website. And we've been celebrating Cork St. Patrick's Festival dot IE on the programme as well this morning. But today is, of course... Also, Mother's Day. And it is a day to celebrate our mums, a day to celebrate being a mum, and of course, a day tinged with sadness for many who are remembering their mums today. So what's especially hard this year is not being able to visit our mums or even do coffee in the garden like we could do last year. I'm just missing giving them a hug, isn't it? The most basic things. So our love goes out to everyone today 
And I know that for the rest of the afternoon here on Cork's 96FM and C103, the airwaves are just going to be filled with love and wishes from all over Cork and all over the world. So can I get in early and say a happy Mother's Day to my own mum and my fabulous aunts and my sister and sister-in-law and best wishes as well to Claire O'Mahony from Doyle Road in Turner's Cross who moved to Haven Bay in Kinsale this week. And that's from her husband John, her daughter Suzanne and Tony and Eva and Lucy and Yvonne, her other daughter and all their family as well who want to send their love today and her love goes to all of those mums and grannies who are in nursing homes today and to all the mums and motherly figures in those nursing homes who take care of them on our behalf. Our mums are the bomb and those carers are the bomb. So this is a big, happy dance around the kitchen or wiggle around in your chair shout out to all the moms, because you are the bomb. You might have a mom, she might be the bomb, but ain't nobody got a mom like mine. Her love's till the end, she's my best friend. Ain't nobody got a mom like mine. She's my world, she's my
Yep, you're all the bombs, so you are. Now then, before we finish up, just Connor, one last reminder. I just wanted to say I am now looking forward to St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday, and you can look forward to two online, just going to Cork, St. Patrick's Festival.ie for all the videos, the concerts, the gigs, and tons to do on St. Patrick's Day. And if it's not just looking forward, you can look back on Cork's history as well by going to um, frameworksfilms.com. Yeah, in fact, that's about it from us until next Sunday. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget, we'll have pretty much everything up on the podcast page later on after the dinner when I've had the cup of tea and I finally get around to it. And (laughs) enjoy Mother's Day and enjoy the St. Patrick's Festival festivities between now and then. Talk to you next week. You're everything to stay. Corks 96 FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Griffin's new chipping potatoes are specially grown to make the perfect homemade chip. Fluffy inside and crunchy outside. Now in store. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.